Hello everybody and thank you for joining. This is the Path to the Divine Self episode one. So I'm really excited to be um, doing this work and to be sharing it with all of you and I'm really grateful for everybody who's tuned in. So what I would like to do um, with this episode is to walk us through, you know, some concepts of the idea of space and the lack of space um, and really to talk about a different way of of, of looking at it, different kind of options of how we look at a need for space, or as I like to call it, space scarcity, because that is what it is. It is a form of scarcity. Uh, and then what I want to do is kind of introduce some options for how we can deal with space scarcity, deal with the lack of space. And, you know, it includes some things that we can do on a day-to-day basis, but I, I'm also going to be uh, presenting a practice um, that uh, can be done, it can take 20 minutes, it can take 15 minutes, it can be done in two minutes, but I'd like to teach um, and guide you through this practice, which will be at the end of the, um, of, the, of the recording. And I'll also make that practice a separate recording as well, so you can go straight to it when you, um, when you feel that you need it. Um, so for that practice, I would recommend, if you can, find um, a space which is... Um, where you can be comfortable, perhaps a cushion, having a bit of space around you, perhaps a bed that you can move from lying on to sitting on, um, that would really be great. So I'd like to start this uh, episode today just with a little bit of, um, of an arriving together, um, maybe just taking a little moment, closing your eyes and connecting to your inner self somehow, perhaps putting your hands on your heart, noticing your awareness dropping from your mind down to your heart, to your body. So just grounding for a moment, taking that space. Just intending to be in awareness of the information that's going to be shared today. Because when we invest more focus and awareness, we have access to a lot more power and um, information um, than we would normally have access to. So just kind of setting the intention to be more aware, to be more focused, to be more aligned today. So here we are, episode one of The Path to the Divine Self. And the theme of episode one is space. Why do human beings need so much space? What is this need for spaciousness that we have? Um, And the reason why this topic interested me and the reason why I wanted to make it the first topic is that it's an inquiry that's been very alive for me lately. Um, You know, a lot of my clients uh, lately that have been talking um, about what's going on for them or what their challenges are or even participants in my workshops, when you strip back you know, what they're talking about, what their intentions are, what their context is, when you strip it back, you tend to find that what's behind it is a need for space, um, a need for for spaciousness, a need for time to themselves. Um, And so this is something that I know very well, because my experience of, you know, spaciousness um, and need need for space is, um, is something that goes back a very, very long time. Um, which I'll get to in a second, but just before I get to that, I just wanted to kind of say that, you know, throughout this exploration, um, I was kind of guided to take a couple of days 
out of my routine, out of my day-to-day -day life and book myself into a hotel, which is actually 150 meters away from where I live. So just about five minute walk. Um, it was actually a friend of mine who mentioned that she had done it recently. Um, and I kind of went every single inch of my body just went, yes, that's what I need. Yes, I need that too. So I did it. I booked myself into this sea view hotel room, lovely place right on the beach. And um, it was just to kind of get some space and and really to inquire about this idea of space and, and why we need space. Um, and a lot of things came up because I realized when I took that space, I realized that actually, you know, even though I had created this perfect um, environment for having space, I was still limiting myself. I was still stopping myself from having space. I would find myself, you know, sitting there and thinking, okay, I've got all this space in the world. I could do anything I want. And then I would start restricting myself saying, for instance, well, you know, you should really go um, outside before it gets too hot because you don't want to be outside when it gets too hot. And then, oh, it's too hot. So you need to, you should take a nap now. Um, and then, um, you know, after that heat, it was like, oh, well, the sun's going to start going down now. You should really be outside to watch the sunset. And, and so all of a sudden I was realizing that although I had given myself all the space in the world, that I was limiting myself. I was putting all these limits on myself and stopping myself from, um, from really having that open space that I, that I was looking for. And so it made me realize that really um, our need for space is actually fundamentally flawed because what happens is that we end up um, restricting ourselves. You know, we put ourselves into this prison of space um, where we create these constructs that stop us from having the space that we seem to really want, that we really seem to be craving. So that's kind of a realization that I came to that made me realize that this whole need for space is maybe something different than what we really think. Because I think a lot of us think that, you know, we're lacking space because we have busy lives, uh, because we, we live in a big city like London or Paris or New York, and um, we have a lot to do. Um, and, um, you know, we might be running a business, we might go to the gym, we might have this or that. And I think that what, uh, what happens in that case is that we, um, we start to feel really kind of guilty um, and we start to really um, feel like, you know, the problem that exists, exists around us and not within us. In fact, what I'd like to kind of look at and the exploration that I came to is that, first of all, it's not a problem. And we should remove the fact that a need for space or a lack of space is a problem. Um, it's, it's simply a reality, it's a situation, it's um, an experience, actually. And by removing the idea that it's a problem, we can really kind of dive deeper and see what's really there. Because very often when we label something as, oh, this is a problem, and this is just how it is. I live in London, I live in New York, I have a busy life, this is how it is, I don't get any space. When we label it that way, it limits us rather than, you know, really looking at what's really there. So I really started to dive into this exploration of space. And like I said earlier, you know, for me, the relationship to the space um, started uh, a very long time ago. I remember when I was a kid, um, you know, I would always lock myself into my bedroom. I would, um, you know, tell my parents, 
um, I, I was going to read a book after dinner and I would just kind of sit there uh, by myself and I needed that space. I needed to be by myself. And in my case, it was because, you know, I had this experience growing up where I felt like, you know, nobody understood me, where I felt like I didn't have any friends. And it was very hard for me to be around people. So I needed to escape. I needed that space. I needed to be by myself because I felt like if I was with other people, I couldn't be myself and I couldn't be understood. Um, and so for me, uh, space, uh, which I probably didn't realize at the time, but looking back on it now, I'm realizing that space was um, me trying to avoid feelings that um, I didn't enjoy or that I wouldn't enjoy. Because if being around people provoked feelings, sensations, emotions that I didn't um, fancy, really, or that I couldn't handle at the time, um, it was better for me to just have space and to be alone because in that space, I didn't have to deal with that. So I started to realize when exploring this that very often this is what happens when we have a need for space. The need for space very often is, you know, a need for having a space in which you don't have to experience certain things which are uncomfortable for you to experience, right? And I think that very often we, we also lack space because of the fact that we um, were not able to ask for space. So if we want space and we're not getting it, very often it's because we're, we're not allowing it into our life somehow. We're not asking for it. You know, our partner might ask, um, you know, can I come over for dinner tonight? And you might think, well, if I say no, they'll feel rejected. Um, you know, you have a friend that comes in from out of town and they say, I really want to see you. And you feel like you really want that evening to yourself. But you think, you know, if I say no, what are they going to think? And, and, you know, we might be empathetic. Very often we are empaths. And we think, you know, if I tell this person, no, I'm going to have to experience them feeling rejected. And I'll feel that rejection and it will make me feel sad. It'll make me feel sad to know that I'm, you know, being the person who's making them feel this way. So I think that that's an interesting thing to look at, is what does the idea of getting space provoke in us? What does it bring up in us? And um, could that potentially be one of our blocks to uh, getting our space? Yeah. And so that's one of the explorations that I've been looking at. Another thing that I've been looking at is obviously, you know, a lot of us fill our space, fill our time because of the fact that we... Um, that we believe, you know, we live in this cultural context in which we um, are led to believe that the more you do, the more successful you are. The more you do, the more successful you are. And so we've created this idea that we've all kind of, you know, a lot of us have bought, bought into. And as we bought into it, what happens is that we, um, we continue on that hamster wheel of thinking, well, I need to do more. You know, how many friends do we have who you know, study at night, work during the day, do extra projects on the side, go learn a language, go to the gym in the morning and all of this. And you think, wow, you know, well, how do they get this, this energy and this time? Um, and very often, you know, we're driven by that construct. We're driven by this idea that um, we, we need to fill our space. We need to fill our time with all these things when in fact, perhaps not, you know, perhaps we're running away from something. Perhaps we're running away from loneliness. Perhaps we're running away from the fear of failure. You know, so many of my clients have a lot of money. You know, they make a lot of money, but they work 
because they're afraid that if they stopped working, they, they work in jobs that they don't like sometimes because they're afraid that if they stop working, they will be a failure. But, you know, you think, wow, you know, you have a lot of money, you don't need to work, yet you're working in a job that you don't like because you're afraid that if you stop working, you'll be considered a failure. And somehow this is the, you know, this is the society, this is the cultural context that we've, we're buying into and that we've kind of created. So, you know, part of my inquiry here is to kind of question that, to question that, that, that cultural context and, and, and to experience how can we be in that cultural context without having to buy into it, without having to be carried away by it, right? Because we do live in this world and, and this work of, of, of finding space isn't about going to the mountain. It isn't about running away from the reality from the cities that we live in. It's about bringing that space, bringing that expanse um, into our day-to-day lives. That's what it's really about. It's not about becoming a monk and going... Um, up in the mountains, about bringing the wisdom and the space that that monk benefits from and bringing it into our day-to-day life in whichever moment that we exist in, um, whatever's in our reality at a specific moment. And so, you know, very often that's what's going on for us. And um, I think that another thing that is really um, something that kind of came up for me as I was exploring this is, you know, the idea that we are infinite, you know, we are infinite beings. And, you know, when we think about a lack of space, when you think about the stress that comes from a lack of space, very often you'll think about deadlines that you have, you'll think about a budget that you have to to respect, you'll you'll think about an appointment that you have to make that you've got to be on time for. Um, and, And these things stress us out, they make us feel trapped, they make us feel very kind of dense. Um, and I, it kind of got me to think that perhaps part of the reasons why we get so stressed and, and, and interested in the idea of needing more space is the reality that, you know, we are infinite beings and we're experiencing um, a life in which we have been, you know, incarnated. We've kind of been thrown into this reality in which we are in limited form. So we are limited beings, we are infinite beings, and we've been kind of, you know, born into this form, which is this human body, which has limits, which has a beginning and an end, you know, we will be born and we will die. And, um, and the body has a certain size, you know, it, um, it's, it's this size, and, and it speaks like this, and it's born in this country, and it can only go so far, and it can only move, move so fast. And, and these are all limited things. But the reality is that we are infinite beings. You know, when I think that, I keep thinking back to the movie, The Perks of Being the Wolf, a Wallflower. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but if you haven't, I highly recommend it. But if you, if you have seen it, you probably remember the scene at the end, the final scene where Charlie, you know, he's standing on the back of a pickup truck and, you know, he's screaming, throws his hands up in the air and he screams and he screams and he's so free in that moment. And he's so you know, excited, you know, he's just said right before, he's just said, you know, in the narration, he said the words, we are infinite. And I remember experiencing that movie and that scene, and I don't know what came over me. And at the time, I didn't quite understand it, but I came out of that movie and I was sobbing and I was crying. And I remembered hugging the friend that I was with, my friend Edward, and I hugged him so hard and I went running down the streets in London. It was raining that night and I ran and ran and ran to get home. And I remembered getting home and calling my good friend Stephen Morley, who 
had been my first spiritual teacher who taught me what energy was in the first place. And I remembered just calling him and crying on the phone. And, and, it, and you know, it was one of those cries where your whole body's shaking and you're just <laughs> hiccups. Like, I can't talk right now, but I was trying to speak and I was telling him, thank you. And I didn't realize at the time what I was thanking him for. But what I realize now is that at the time I was thanking him for reminding me that I was infinite. And that movie had triggered that remembering as well. And so by understanding our energetic nature, we begin to understand that we are infinite beings. So quantum physics has proven that we are energy. You know, it's been proven that, you know, Buddha said this thousands of years ago. Many scientists have said this over the years, and it's been proven now we are energy. If you look at any cell, any molecule, any atom, what you see is that we are empty space with a little bit of matter and we are in movement. You know, we are oscillating. Um, we are energy. And so what that means is that every human being is an aggregate of an energy field that is connected to everything in existence. We are infinite beings. And that is our truth. That is where we come from. That is what we are fundamentally. And, and I think that is an idea that I'm so deeply connected with that when I saw that movie, you know, and I heard him say we are infinite and I felt the frequency of that. I remembered that and it was so powerful for me that I started to cry. And so, you know, for the past few years, my work has been to really remind people of their infinite nature, because when we tap into this infinite nature, what we realize is that our, our abilities are infinite. You know, we have the ability to transform, um, to, 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 to heal, to, to, to shift and change anything that is in alignment to be changed. Now, obviously, I don't think, you know, that we can, you know, crash a plane with our intention if we wanted to. I think that, you know, we have to realize that our, our only limits are what is in alignment with our sole purpose. So my sole purpose is X, Y, Z, and I have a mission. And, um, and everything that is in alignment with that, I am infinite with. My, my abilities are infinite within that realm. And so that's kind of like this that's kind of part of what this whole contradiction is. Because in one sense, we are infinite beings, right? And we have the ability to tune into that infinite nature. But then we've been catapulted into this body, which is limited in this experience that is limited, surrounded by things that are limited. And we've been told, remember your unlimited nature. Remember your infinite nature. Because this is what we're here for. I believe that we're here to you know, embody our unlimited nature, our infinite nature into a limited form. And by doing that, we're uniting heaven and earth. We're uniting um, this, the divine realm with the, the realm of form, right? And so this, it's highly contradictory and it can be highly conflicting. And I really feel that this is one of the things that's at the root of our need for space. Because when you think about it, you know, when we say, I need space, it's like you almost feel like that's, that need will never be satisfied. And it never truly will be satisfied until we understand where it really comes from. Because the reality is we come from such a, a space of being, such an infinite being with no boundaries. You know, we come from a divine realm of knowledge, which is, you know, dimensions away, planes away from the existence that we live in, that we think is everything, but it isn't. And we live in this place that's, you know, in this dimension, in this plane 
um, where we can touch things and move things and everything can be seen and felt. And it's amazing because we get to experience pleasure here. We get to experience food and sex and, and all the wonderful pleasures of life and connection with other human beings. But the reality is that what we're here for is to embody and, and connect the infinite realms and bring them into this realm. And um, essentially, when we talk about the other realms, you know, we're talking about the divine, I talk about the divine realm of knowledge, which is the realm in which everything initiates. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an undifferentiated expanse of white light, um, the essence of our very existence. That's where we come from. That's where everything originates. So essentially, at the root of everything, everything is one. You know, everything is a manifestation of a frequency. But what we're doing is that we're, we're bringing all these frequencies, we're manifesting them into form so that they can make sense, so that we can manifest changes and shifts um, in this palpable way, right? In a materialized way. And so when we start to see it that way, we realize why we have such a need for space. It's because actually space is what we are. And, and a need for space is simply us yearning to return to our divine nature. And, and that's, what, that's naturally what we are. Of course, we would want to return to our, our divine nature. If you think about a fish, when it goes out of water, it starts to, to shake and, 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 and it, it wants to go back to the water. It needs to go back to, to the water. And that's the same thing with us. And that's what causes us to have you know, any disease or, or emotional issues or whichever that we are experiencing. It's simply the fact that we've been disconnected from the home, from where we really come from, from the frequencies of spaciousness that we're used to that we're from. And as we've um, detached from that, you know, the fact that we're experiencing that detachment, that loss is creating um, so much um, distress for us, which causes illness, which causes emotional issues, which ends up causing things like addiction. Um, so essentially what is needed is for us to begin remembering that connection remembering that connection to our divine essence, um, which is the connection to the great expanse. Yeah. And that makes you realize that, you know, space is essentially about freedom. You know, it's about the freedom to be, um, to do what we want to do, to be what we want to be. You know, very often when we don't want to have people around, it's because we want to do what we want to do. We want to be what we want to be for that moment. And we have a feeling that being around other people doesn't allow that. So what if we could be free? What if we could feel free with other people? Couldn't that bring forth the spaciousness that we, um, that we desire? You know, it, this is reminding me of, you know, when I think about my childhood as a teenager and I would go hide in my room far away and I had a room on a, on a separate floor to the rest of my family and I remembered, you know, having that much space. You know, I grew up in Canada, a country where we, we have, you know, we're the second most spacious country in the world after Russia. And, you know... Um, I remember being in Mongolia three years ago on a journey and, you know, uh, sharing a yurt with a tribe of yak herders uh, that we were about 10 or 12 people and all of us sharing a yurt and you realize this is how they live. They don't get any space. They also don't get any freedom. You kind of get a feeling that they get told from a young age, this is what you're going to do. This is who you're going to be. And there's not really any space for anything else. And so our need for space is also a need for freedom. You know, the two are very much related. And so that's the, that's the interesting thing is that we, part of being this limited experience is also a part of understanding the fact that 
you know, we don't have full freedom. You know, there are laws, there are rules, and there are expectations of us. But what we have to start realizing is that this cultural context exists you know, out of default, out of, out of, you know, a construct that has been created out of mostly fear. And, and what we're invited to do, really, when we connect to our divine intelligence is, is to connect to the idea that we can be different from the tribe, that we can be different from everyone else, that we can be free to be our own true expression. Because although we all come from the same place, we come from this divine realm, which is all oneness, we all have a very specific um, kind of essence that is part of that essence. And we all have our own kind of flavor, our own kind of different style. And that's what we're supposed to bring through because each and every one of us brings through that uniqueness onto this planet and it, it feeds the collective. It feeds you know, the living experience of everyone around us. So essentially the question of you know, the need for space and our relationship to space is really about the relationship between the expression of our own divine essence and, um, you know, that divine essence, which is part of that great kind of expanded oneness spectrum and, you know, and the cultural experience, which we're, you know, which we're trying to fit into, which we're told that we need to fit into. So essentially, you know, that's essentially how I see our relationship to space. Um, and so, you know, people like Plato, they, you know, they proved the existence of the human soul. And the fact is that we are more than just a body. We are more than just this sack of bones that has come onto this earth for reasons that we don't quite understand. You know, we are before anything else, we are a soul, which is connected to a soul journey, which is connected to the divine realm. And when we connect to that, we get access to so much more information, which is useful when embodied into this form. So understanding that means that we begin to understand that our physical body, which um, we call essentially our being, which, uh, you know, we think is everything that we are, is actually only a part of our being. It's only a part of who we are. You know, it's actually only the densest part of our being because our being expands well beyond that you know whenever i do a one-to-one session with someone or i do a workshop what, one thing that i love to do is i love to use my dowsing rods to show the person the limits of their being beyond their physical space and it always expands about uh, you know a meter and a half two meters around the physical body you know our, our, our being expands beyond that and and in fact you know the more we focus on it the more we work on it the more we realize that you know, that even that expands. And so very often we'll do a meditative practice together, an energetic process together, and then I'll measure the energy field again afterwards and it will have doubled sometimes and tripled. And sometimes they don't fit in the room anymore. And that's what this is about. It's about stepping into that expanded experience of ourselves. And so, you know, stepping into that expanded experience is essentially, you know, connecting to that divine realm, connecting to that place where we come from, and, you know, as far as I see it, there are three possible human experiences. And so, you know, the first one is the cultural experience. It's the one that we live in on a day to day. You know, it's, it's, it's where we eat, where we live, where we work, you know. And then the, the next experience is the primordial. And the primordial is the, uh, the pathway to the divine, to the cosmic realm. It's the connection between the two. It's the space that exists between. I like to call it the space in between, very simply. And in the cosmic realm, the divine realm is the realm 
of our source. It's, it's the realm where everything originates. It's that undifferentiated white light where everything comes from. And we are essentially, um, you know, beings of that source. And so um, essentially we at any moment can fluctuate, can move between these different experiences, whether it be from the cultural uh, conditioning, the primordial one, uh, experience and to the cosmic one. So like I said, you know, space is a perception, but space is also a frequency, right? So we can bring in a frequency of spaciousness in, um, in any uh, situation that we're in, because any situation will carry another frequency. So it might carry a frequency of busyness, might carry a frequency of restriction, but bringing in um, a frequency of space um, will allow to um, essentially find that spaciousness. So I understand that all this might sound very far out, and I understand that to um, a lot of you who are listening to this, this might sound like it's um, yeah a little bit out there and a little bit far out for, for others. This might be common language, common knowledge. This might be something that you're very comfortable with. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, the bottom line is now, you know, what do we do? If this is the case, if this is the case, if I am this infinite being and I'm trapped in this body and I'm looking to, um, to find that space which I am, um, my true nature, what can I do? And so, you know, obviously my first um, response to that is, you know, meditating. And, and that's really where it gets interesting, because I think that for a long time, you know, I thought, and I think a lot of people think that meditation is actually blocking something out. Meditation is about, you know, emptying your mind, empty your mind and be free of thought. That is meditation and disconnect from everything. When the reality that, you know, meditation might be about quieting the mind to find that emptiness in that space, but it's not about emptiness or space, because when we connect to that empty space, what we're actually doing is we're connecting to another realm. We're stepping out of a cultural um, experience of a cultural realm and stepping into a more expanded realm, which is closer to the realm of source, which, which contains information, which is useful for us when we get there. You know, now, when I talk about information, what I mean is like, you know, it, it could be its energy, frequencies, its codes, you know, our being is composed of sacred geometry codes. And, you know, that empty space is a gateway to a realm which holds uh, sacred geometry codes, which hold the answers to the codes that we um, that we have in our system. And so when the two meet, you know, information is shared. And, and, and we begin to have access to a much deeper wisdom that we, than we uh, normally would have. And that wisdom um, can be used um, in our day-to-day -day life to live a better life on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, that's what uh, the ancient art of temple-making was about. You know, people would go and sit in a temple, and temples were constructed in ways that, you know, they were portals to the divine. They were sacred spaces where you could connect to higher realms and higher forces um, much more easily from there. And so you would go take some space and stay there for however long that shaman had um, instructed you to, and you would uh, connect to um, the higher realms. And just by sitting there in what was perceived as empty space, you were actually connecting to a very deep intelligence, which is um, highly valuable because it contains information which, once embodied in your being, 
could um, become um, you know, tools for you to transform your life and live a better life on a day-to-day basis. And that's kind of what I do. You know, that's, that's what I do in the work that I do with my clients. That's what I do in my workshops. You know, I'm, I'm actually holding a workshop tomorrow, which is called Channeling Vortex Energy. And it's the first of an online series um, uh, tomorrow, 9th of October on Tuesday. It's the first of an online series, um, which I'm going to be holding monthly every month on um, you know how through uh, you know using vortex energy using the power of embodying vortex energy we can access the divine realm and access this information because you know a vortex is defined is defined as you know an interface you know an energetic structure which is an interface between us uh, the earth and uh, the divine realm of knowledge. And, and when we connect via the vortex to this divine realm, we get access to all this information. Because again, our being is energy. Our being is a moving um, frequency. And essentially what we're doing, you know, we're, we're, a set of, we're an energetic system which is just waiting to receive information to shape it and to nurture it and to allow it to develop. And when it does develop the right capabilities, it can, um, it can expand. Um, and it can expand its abilities and begin to transform and transform the world around it. So what can we do? You know, now that we've understood this, what can we do? So essentially, um, the number one thing that I would suggest is just putting aside a few minutes every day just to journal, journaling um, about what is going on, you know, what's up in life, what's, what's going on in our space, and what it is that's really affecting us in our living experience and you know what are our triggers what's going on because usually the triggers um, that we notice or that do push us over the edge are essentially you know usually a gateway into um, our shadow and our shadow carries very juicy information about how we can um, you know unlock a higher version of ourselves you know so um, essentially journaling is, is a fantastic way to start so maybe spending a few minutes every day just sitting with it with a, with a pad and a pen and just kind of just not thinking about what we're writing but just writing it just just letting it all kind of drop you know vomiting it out on the page you know so that's that's number one that's one of the first things that we can do and you know the second thing that we can do is you know meditation and so you know like i said earlier meditation is really about connecting to that divine realm it's about creating that space to create that connection we we not only disconnect from the cultural context but we connect to our higher intelligence we connect to who we really are and from that place we can uh, become a, a much higher version of ourselves so you know downloading an app like headspace and spending a few minutes just in silence sitting with a tea is great you know put your phone on on um on, on airplane mode um and and just sit with a cup of tea you know that's another form of meditation you know so many times people tell me oh i wasn't able to meditate today and i say well what does that mean what do you think meditate is, meditating is supposed to be? Um, how do we succeed at meditating? Because for me, meditation is simply, it's a process. It's not, an, it's, not a, it's not something that we can succeed at. It's like if I've switched off my phone and I'm having my tea and I'm intending to meditate, I'm, I'm meditating. So it's, it, it doesn't have to be as complicated as we think. It doesn't have to be um, about pushing away our thoughts. It can just be finding that stillness. You know, finding stillness is a really good one. Um, you know, there's a fantastic book that I recommend by um, travel writer Pico Iyer, and he talks about how he took a year out living in, in, in Kyoto in a small apartment where he didn't communicate with anyone and he just took space. And he realized 
that by taking that much space to be alone by himself, he was deepening his connection to the entirety of humanity. And that is really, really, really powerful thinking. Um, you know, meditation really is about stepping into that expanse, you know. But also, there's also a way to work, um, you know, another way to um, explore our, another way to explore our spaciousness is to, um, you know, look into where we might be feeling the restriction, you know, where we might be feeling trapped. So when you are feeling trapped, you know, take a moment to just dive into your body and just ask, you know, where am I feeling trapped? Where do I feel caged, trapped, restricted? You know, and, and what does that feel like? And just really being one, intending to be one with that sensation, with that feeling. Because we do, what we don't want to do is push that feeling away. Because as, as Eckhart Tolle says, what we resist persists. And what we um, fight gets stronger, right? And I believe that very strongly. And I believe that, you know, the antidote to that um, and the remedy is to really just be one with everything. So when you do experience a sense of feeling trapped, you know, where does it exist in your body? Removing that word trapped, what, what else is there? Can you maybe just say, oh, I feel contracted, I feel my throat is dry, I feel um, tightness. You know, it, it removes that label and it allows us to get into a more somatic experience of it. And by engaging with it and making space for it and sitting with it, you know, I promise you, you only need to do this for 90 seconds to really begin disarming it. But what happens is that we feel these emotions and we feel trapped and we feel caged and we want to run. So what we do is that we, you know, grab a drink, we'll go get a tea, we go, you know, we go shopping, we'll go watch porn, we'll go do anything. We'll go have a sweet, we'll have cake, we'll go have a coffee, we'll go we'll do whatever it takes because we can't stand that emotion. And so we want to escape. And so rather than escaping, you know, what I invite you to do is just stay right there and put a timer on and put it on. It's 90 seconds and just sit with it. And if you can sit with it longer, you will see that it starts to, you know, release its hold. Those emotions start to release their hold um, on us as we sit with them. Fantastic exercise that I learned in Tantra practice, which was called Tapas Banda, which is essentially sitting in the fire. And so, yeah, just being able to sit with those emotions. You know, when you do feel trapped, let's say you're in a meeting and you feel trapped, you know, tune into your body, tune into your breath. Where do you feel that trapped sensation? And just intend to be with it. Maybe just, you know, utter the words or think the words, you know, I will be one with this sense of being trapped, of the sensation of being trapped. I, I am the sensation of being trapped. I welcome it. Yeah. And then the next thing that I recommend is, you know, finding it in your breath, finding the space in breath. You know, for the past six years, I've been following a, um, a practice called Continuum Movement, which is all about, you know, sequences of breaths that we bring into our field um, and by emitting these breaths, by, by doing them, we, um, and following these sequences, we unlock an access to the cosmic realm, to the divine realm. And it's really powerful stuff. You know, it opens up such a spaciousness. Um, and so what I recommend is to just find your breath and, and, and just sit with your breath for a moment. And there's one breath particularly that I quite like that I'd like to share with you from the practice, which is called the Luna breath. And so the lunar breath is essentially, if you imagine a really throaty breath, like a 
So I'd like to invite you to do this with me. So just open your mouth and just kind of do this really kind of throaty breath, this kind of like Okay, so now when you think that you've got it, close your mouth and do it again. This is called the Luna breath. It's essentially keeping the mouth closed and expressing you know, exhaling that, that, that throaty breath with the mouth closed. Now, this is something that we can do, you know, in any moment where we, um, where we feel like we're, um, we're feeling trapped, we're feeling in a cage, or we don't feel like we're um, free and we're lacking that spaciousness. So I'd like to guide us through a bit of a practice because um, I've talked about a few options already, but what I'd like to do is guide us through a practice that will introduce a few different elements that we can use when we are looking for space. So now this practice can be done um, in its entirety as will be done now. So that can last around 15, 20 minutes, more, less, two minutes, five minutes, depending on how much of it you want to do. But it can also be that you just take one of these elements and weave it into a situation that you're in weave it into you know you might be having an argument with a family member and you need some space and you just weave one of these elements in um you know you you could um you might be in a board meeting in a very boring board meeting and you feel trapped and you might want to kind of weave um one of these elements in to bring in some space so that's the invitation here um, with this practice that we're going to be doing. So I'd like to invite you to find a space where you won't be interrupted. Find a space where you can be on your own for a while in quiet. Um, switch your phone on silent if it isn't already. Put it on airplane mode and just kind of take some space. And I'd like you to really, you know, perhaps even light a candle if you've got one nearby. Perhaps grab a crystal if you've got one sitting on a cushion but perhaps sitting on a bed so you have the option to lie down as well if that's what feels right because this is about feeling free it is about being comfortable it is about you know giving yourself what your body and your being is asking for all right so i'd like to start guiding you through this practice all right so so let's begin by just kind of sitting here and um just finding the breath Finding the breath, finding a connection to yourself. Just sit there comfortably, perhaps connecting to that part of your body which is connecting to the earth, your chair, the ground beneath you. And then just really go with that breath, the lunar breath, just closing your mouth and exhaling with that throaty breath. That We're going to do this about five, six times.
I'd like to invite you to just sit there and notice what's different in your body. Just notice the sensations. I'm feeling some tingling in my fingers, slight shaking and tingling in my fingers and tingling in my toes. I'm feeling a sense of spiraling and expanse in my legs. I'm feeling a slight movement in my neck. Let's just try that again, a few more breaths. to your physical body again, just noticing what's different. I'm noticing an intensified sensation in my hands, in my toes, my fingers, and a slight movement coming through my neck, a slight spiraling motion in various parts of my body, my shoulders, my arms, my joints, my elbows. And from here, I'd like to invite you to bring your right hand underneath the belly button. And you know, in various practices, including Buddhism and some shamanic practices, it's believed that the space that exists under the belly button contains the entire expanse, an entire micro microcosm of the entire macrocosm. So what I'd like you to do is just visualize a tennis ball underneath your belly button, just inside your body and just putting your hand underneath the belly button and just visualizing that space just visualizing that ball of space that emptiness there perhaps as you're doing that you want to weave in that breath that we learned notice that spaciousness notice that and we start to notice now that spaciousness does exist within our physical body rather than it being something that we look for outside of our physical bodies just really kind of noticing that really holding that awareness on that ball that ball which is contained um, underneath the belly button Noticing a spiraling movement happening all around my physical body, my knees, my legs, 
perhaps you're noticing a sound that's wanting to emerge. and stay there for as long as you want for a few more minutes or I'd like to weave in something else I'd like you to bring your awareness to the surface of your physical body you know the, the skin outside of your physical body I'd just like you to bring your awareness outside of your physical body start traveling that awareness around the physical body as if your awareness is kind of like a ball of white light floating around the surface of your physical body and this is where we begin to realize that our physical body only really is the densest part of our being that we expand much 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 beyond it so just slowly slowly spiraling your awareness around your physical body, around across the surface of the physical body, on top of your skin, perhaps weaving in that breath that we've learned. playing with between having the mouth open and having the mouth closed Just sitting there in this empty space, just noticing what we notice, noticing your body. Where are the limits of your body now? Perhaps they're expanded, perhaps they're the same. Can you notice the white light, the layer of white light that exists outside of your physical body? Is it whiter now? Is it brighter? Is it more transparent? How do you experience it? I just 
for a few minutes more, just kind of playing between experiencing this breath and experiencing the space between. As I do this breath with the open mouth, I start to experience my arms lifting up and perhaps you start to experience that too. It's just an invitation in case it's true for you. But I start to kind of experience my arms lifting up as if the space around me is filling and becoming an expanded ball, like a kind of massive beach ball, which is moving me. So this space is, is starting to move me instead of me moving in the space. Just... Just an invitation to see if you experience that too, that kind of being moved by this massive kind of beach ball that is the space around you. I'd like to invite you to just sit right now with this space, just noticing what's different in your body now, noticing the sensations, the frequencies in your body, noticing the movement as you sit still, the movement that you are, the movement that we are, the infinite that we are. I am the infinite. I am the divine realm, I am space. And just taking a moment to bow to yourself. I know that this is a practice that can be repeated and reused whenever we feel we need to find space and elements of it can be integrated in any situation where we feel we need space just using our imagination to weave them in whether it be a busy tube a busy board meeting or an argument with a partner or a family member just weaving in some of these elements can um, bring space to any situation so i'd like to leave you here to sit in stillness and just experience this space and see what arises. Well, thank you for joining and see you next week.